welcome to Ledgecast. My name is Brian Crossyard here with Josh Olswitch. Hey, Josh. Josh has now disappeared. Let's see if Josh is back. Hey, Josh. Hey, sorry. That's I'm here. Right. I'm here. Yeah, I'm here. We're here. now we're live. We are. I think you should just not screen share. Yeah. I think all the all the issues happen when you screen share. We're having technical difficulties today. Not on my end. I blame Josh. <laughs> or. Fair. Or the app that we use to stream, one of those. But it's good to be here with you and everybody else. Um, markets are tough, man. <laughs> what else are we supposed to say? Markets are just completely brutal in every regard. Uh, just like top story. I don't know of anything that's positive right now, honestly. Well, the Dixie is just like going super turbo at the moment um i don't really even know what to say to this chart you know it's just like super parabolic and uh it's that's not gonna make it that's not gonna make it easy for any other asset to do anything whatsoever you know no at the very least that has to settle down and in order to get that down we need the euro to stop going to zero in, in order for the euro to stop going to zero, you need the energy stuff to get figured out. And in order for that to get figured out, you need Ukraine to get figured out. <laughs> it's just, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, it looks like it looks like any shitcoin chart that you've ever seen going to zero. <laughs> DXY looks like any uh, looks like safe moon, you know, any Ponzi <laughs> you've ever seen. Yeah, it's crazy because like that's a wedge on DXY with a bear div that's getting canceled today as it goes to 112, 113. Yeah, this is just a straight year and a little bit of pure capitulation on the uh, euro. Uh, I mean, obviously we're looking at charts, but people are living this and it's, I wouldn't want to be over there right now considering what they're staring down as far as energy costs through winter, but it's definitely being felt on everything. Even S&P is down big today, but yeah, I mean, I don't know where else do you go from here, right? I guess you look at downside targets considering BTC is basically on the like yearly low, it's at previous all-time high. There's plenty of reasons it could chill here for a little while, but it just does not look good on technicals. No. Uh, S and P is basically at the lows that it hit in mid June, um, just a hair away from the 200 week moving average. But if it gets to the 200 week moving average, funny enough, that's a kind of a, a sign of lower lows at the same time. So it makes it a scary place to consider as support. Um, another two and a half percent away from that 200 week moving average. The NASDAQ is basically right at it, if that's what you're looking at. Um, you can also point to some just these equal levels with the lower high, what would you call this, inverse cup and handle type stuff, if you're trying to pattern it out. Um, uh, oh, all the way back to like July? Yeah, I see that now for sure. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah that's all good. If you go back to a year, uh, fall 2020. Yeah. Just boop, boop. I mean, on S&P, 
if you just measure the high high to the June low and fib that out, like 3,200 to 2,900 is a reasonable expectation. Mm. And if you zoom, if you want to zoom like way out, like I always like stumble upon these like old drawings from TradingView that I have on here, but this is like crazy pitchfork. <laughs> it's, just, it's just a channel, <laughs> whatever. But it dates back like 88, 1988. And, uh, you know, 3K is the midline of this fractal or this uh, channel, sorry. So I don't think it's unreasonable if we go in like recessionary, truly like recessionary territory. I think we're at the definition of a recession. I don't think we're like. We're not in uh, feeling the full effects of the recession. Yeah, we're not deep into it yet, but um, looks like we will be soon. Mortgages at 6.3 plus for 30 year. Really? Fixed, yeah. 6.3. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, like if we need to, if the Fed needs to hike until they break something, what are they going to look to see if something's broken? I think that's my next question. Is that, are they really going to come out in November and hike another 75? It seems like it. <laughs> they definitely want to. And if CPI is not down, which arguably nothing they do can even bring it down. Um, they're trying demand destruction, but if the, this doesn't appear to be a demand issue, you know, it appears to be a supply issue, but that's a whole separate conversation. Anyway, if, if they come out with 75 again in November, um, and then again in like 2023, like how, it's just baffling, you know, it's just hard because you got, it's stagflation, isn't it? Like you've got it this is. recession, you've got inflation, you've got all these countries globally hiking into a recession. It's uh, kind of crazy. Uh, kind of crazy. A rose in the chat said 6.5 today with today's update. I don't know what today's update is, but it mortgages will be 6.75 by next week. There's um, there's a website. I think it's Bankrate.com that keeps a tr keeps track of that sort of thing. Obviously, it's variable dependent on the market and blah blah blah. But uh, yeah, it's uh, that's a very elevated level super quickly. You know, it's like it like halves the value of your uh, capital effectively as far as what you're able to do if yeah. you even get a mortgage at this point in time, which many people just aren't, which makes sense. It's yeah, liquid people. liquidity is leaving the market. People are the I saw somebody call it the golden handcuffs of three percent mortgages. <laughs> so why bother moving if you have to pay double the rate? Um, oil is well into its fourth month of down moves, but it's has not seemingly had a huge impact on inflation. Have you found that strange? Yeah, I don't know how much of that is SPR reduction related. And uh, supply related, I don't know. The less I have to pay attention to this stuff, the better. And all I'm paying attention to lately is this stuff. So it's kind of miserable. It's like, I, I don't know. You know, this is really the first cycle where you really had to know what's going on at this level and this capacity to know, like, okay, this stuff is does not look good, you know. So I think a lot of crypto people, especially, are just learning on the fly here, like macro larping, you know. Um, <laughs> so yeah, why is oil down? I don't know. Is it a seasonal thing? Is it an SPR thing? Sub 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 eighty today for the first time in a long time. Uh, gold 
below 1650 has made new uh, monthly lows and uh, just really looks bad. <laughs> I don't know what another way to put that. This one's probably related to real rates. I believe Ray Dahlia recently gave a uh, yet, yet another kind of bullish take on, on gold, though, at least in the longer term. Um, but well, that looks, like a, that looks like a failed cup and handle since 2012, you know? Yeah. Like we, we talked about that probably months ago at this point, but um, yeah, like, isn't now gold's moment? Like, what's going on, gold? Get it together, bro. Yeah, I mean, it's def definitely got to be related to real real rates, but um, it's not looking good. The, That's the uh, other thing. If you can get 3 or 4% anywhere else, I mean, GUSD on Gemini gives you 7.15 right now. Um, any bank account will probably give you 3%, depending on where it is. But you can definitely hunt that out. I saw Robinhood announce a 3% um bank account effectively today so like that that only hurts risk assets even more because right. why bother you know trying to gamble on risk assets when you can just put it in um the risk-free rate right yeah it's funny i need to talk to my banks because i haven't gotten any updates on savings rates <laughs> like even when ones where there's real money in there it's zero so that's a scam. Yeah, it is. It is weird. Even but USDC on their yield product is still 0.5 percent, and they hold a ton of yield generating assets on the balance sheet. So I don't know. It's kind of weird. But uh, Circle's making a lot of money right now. That's what you're saying. Yeah, they're making a lot of money and not um, not, sharing. not sharing it. <laughs> not that they need to, but you're seeing that in the issuance of of uh, USDC, which is coming down recently relative to tether you know a couple a couple of weeks ago everyone was high on the, the tether shorting train and um the usdc flipping train but that has quickly passed from what i can tell due to what actual um, actual on-chain activity but what's that from do you think well the tornado cash stuff really tipped the bucket in the other direction towards tether's favor oh i see tornado cash make or die um and now these these rates don't help the other part of it was gemini's association with um uh who's the big lender genesis genesis gemini genesis yeah sorry circles association association with genesis for yields when genesis sort of uh collapsed a little bit so did the yields on usdc um on Circle's website. Anyway, it's just like, what else, what else can you look at right now besides yields? Because that's where you, the money is, you know, like you could look at uh, ETH yield if you want to just eat the drawdown, which some people are totally fine with, understandable. Some people want to sit in cash. Some people are doing like a ladder. Uh, what is it? A bond ladder, a CD ladder, whatever it is. Savings accounts, right? Like, what do you do right now? It's not risk by the looks of it. Yeah, I mean, there were a lot of arguments when inflation was really kicking up, saying in an actual inflationary environment, you may think, oh, I need to outperform this inflation. But then in reality, you just <laughs> hope that the inflation is all you eat <laughs> in terms of losses. And uh, that's turned out to be quite 
uh, quite true. I think it was Jeebus that was talking about that on Twitter at some point. And um, I found that to be prescient because if all I got was uh, the inflation hitting me, then that'd be no problem. It's the fact that all the, um, every asset is getting smoked as well. Like there's very few safe havens. Yeah, I don't know anything other than Ripple, which is up like 50% over the past week. Um, I don't know of anything that's doing phenomenally well lately, you know? Yeah, what is, why, why is Ripple up? It's uh, something due to the expectation for their case, I presume, with the SEC? Partially the case, partially Jed McCaleb selling his last whatever the sat equivalent of ripple <laughs> he's so he's so jed was is, the founder is he, is he out yeah jed was for those who don't know uh a founder of ripple he got this huge judgment as a percentage of the circulating supply against ripple and was selling on bitstamp for years uh and he finally sold his last ripple uh like a couple weeks ago or something so that, that that's selling funny. pressure is over is, is the long is the short version of that story um they also have a conference coming up in a couple of weeks and what got, year is it <laughs> the swell conference yeah exactly it's swell uh, they have it every year but if you map those out on the chart i'm pretty sure they they pump into swell almost every time so mm-hmm. all of that is, is a part of it the case jed selling being over and the conference there's also um, some technical stuff there right like this is oh, yeah. a decent case for an inverted head and shoulders um obviously hindsight i didn't trade that but it's there you know so there's some lining up of the ducks in the row there. I don't even know where I can trade Ripple these days. Is it any That's available? a good point. I don't feel so bad now because you're right. Where as an American, where would you even I don't think you can. Yeah, I think I don't I don't know of anywhere other than Binance where it's listed, but I've not been paying attention to be honest. Ripple's one of those ones that I wrote out of my life and I was fine with it. Until I see it going up in a market where nothing else is going up and then I get sad. <laughs> Well, I think that's a part of it too, is it's not listed anywhere. So nobody can like sell it down. You know, it's just, uh, it's like Bitcash or Bitcash, Bcash, where it was listed nowhere and just like going up because Why not? On favorable exchanges, you know? Yeah. Sure. That's part of it. Uh, there's a setup on Adam that I was interested in. It was kind of dancing around this 200 day and it seems to be really teetering on that setup and apparently they also have a conference coming up soon and that always they makes do, me yeah. that makes me very nervous so even though i was really interested if this broke up or looked like it was going to break up i uh, was interested in adam i can't imagine it's going to do well on the tail end of a conference because it just seems like there's always so much hope i'm attached to those types of events so it's one that i'm unfortunately probably going to stay on the sidelines yet again for well, what spooked me about Adam is its outperformance, you know, like Ripple right now, it's outperformance relative to everything else over the past couple of weeks. Um, in uh, some of the Valkyrie funds, we were in it and we jumped out of it uh, a couple of days ago, uh, at least partial, partially. We took partial profit on a position because it, uh, I don't know why that thing is up as much as it is. I know they have a bunch of like IBC stuff coming and like stable coin stuff and tech, the tech drops. is good, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they are, yeah, sure. Um, and like you said, the conference, but I don't know. It didn't make too much sense. Technicals still look decent, but I, I just don't see how it 
does well in this environment. Um, irrespective the, of everything else, you know. Boomer in the chat says there's a tokenomic update on Adam, and then also he asks who is T-wapping Adam, and I do agree it has looked like someone's just been T-wapping this thing. It's like outperforming on down days, overperforming on up days. Um, yeah, it looks like somebody's been accumulating it. Yeah, but it's still like on the pickle side, on the trend side, it's probably the only thing that's above the daily cloud. Like it's it's kind of crazy how good that thing looks on technicals. Yeah, for sure. Um, what's your gut tell you on BTC? I mean, this weekly chart just looks atrocious to me. First time of this 2200 cross, isn't it? Hadn't you talked about that previously? Yeah, I didn't quite do it in 2015. Yeah, it's never good when uh, you see something for the first time to the downside, right? Like, <laughs> people are going to say, oh, it's super late. Go ahead, trip the cross, sell the cross, whatever. Um, but that's not bullish. <laughs> you know, I don't care who you are. You can say crosses are lagging, but that's fine. It doesn't look great. What worries me the most is BTC is just chilling at the previous low. July low, whatever it is, no emotion whatsoever, no volume relatively. Uh, you know, nobody really cares that it's a slow, right? It looks disgusting. We saw Sailor buy six Bitcoin. Six Bitcoin. <laughs> I don't know what it was. It wasn't a lot. I think maybe it was six million. Um, well, much like SP, if you just fib out the high to low, 12 to 15 is possible if this breaks down, you know? So I want to go, go to 12 to 15 now, but I think if the S&P goes to 3K, sure, ETH to 1,000 again, BTC yeah. 15. I used to think 12 seemed ridiculous, but now it looks completely normal to me. Maybe that's a bottom sign, bottom signal. But just looking at the chart, it looks like it's begging for it. Yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't even know where to look for a bottom. Nobody thinks it's going to be a V bottom. Like, we need we need months of consolidation. It seems like September is usually trash. I'll just say that this September is no different from a returns perspective. I don't know. It's just hard to be optimistic right now. When you invert it, it looks very bullish. <laughs> I'd like this chart if it was inverted. Yeah, it's different when you're pushing the range high versus the range low. That's definitely sure for sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. There's nothing I can point to that's like, yeah, this looks like a setup or this looks starting to look okay. Um, I mean, 1.4% on today's daily move for the Dixie. That is a lot. Like, this is not. I mean, this this is a basket of assets that has tr trillion dollar implications you know um this is a big move that we've got going on today and this week it's very very severe some and that's you know sometimes that's how trends finally pause is a really severe move but yeah i guess the good news is we can't go to infinity on rates or dxy that stuff has to break eventually. 
And yeah. maybe it's kind of a miracle that markets are still as high as they are relative to all that stuff going on, you know? Yeah. But like the technicals are just brutal, just brutal. ETH down like 40% since the merge. I know that's exaggerating, but it's close to that. It's probably 30. I feel it. It um, it's kind of just, it's still on chain activity, but it's, it's flat. Um, it's still at a million transactions a day, which is kind of wild on ETH side of things. Yeah, you know? but it's it's not quite deflationary. It's no, a massive. I mean, it's a massive reduction in supply, but it's not quite deflationary with current activity. Right, and that that takes time to kick in anyway, and to expect it to like immediately go to infinity, I think, is silly. So, as much as bearish as I am, and as like pessimistic as I am, Q four may bring a new a new day. You know. A new day. It's always been about Q2 and Q4. It's always been the case. But ETHBTC is another chart that doesn't look as hot uh, anymore, you know? Yeah, it's. I saw it's back to its, like, 200-day moving average. Just back yeah. in the range. It is right back to the 200-day. It's right on the 20-week. Now it just looks like nothing, you know? When it was at those highs, it looked pretty good, but... I don't know, man. I just don't know. I like that. When it was higher, it looked good. <laughs> it did. It did. But again, like if we're talking about a range and something's at range highs, I'm not going to be fresh unless I'm trading the range, you know? But yeah, I, I don't think that was like a, a, a range trade per se. Yeah. This... I guess based on the merge, it might have been. But... Yeah. This trade just continues to be punishing if you're trying to trade it actively it's just a bunch yeah, of nothing i mean we've talked about this many times but i don't think ETH btc is a tradable pair in the broad scheme of things i certainly wouldn't want to be day trading ETH btc yeah um ethereum's sitting right on the 200 week whereas bitcoin's below it and disgusting looking um Technically, Ethereum's making a higher low here is right on the 200 week. Do you think this could kind of grind out and survive? Or do you think that if BTC keeps going lower, that this is going to fall with it? I think everything just falls together. I don't think one outperforms the other here. So you're very bearish. Yeah, until, you know, again, I don't want to be bearish. I don't want to see this stuff break lows, but... When you see, like, there's no bullish reversal pattern here. There's no bear div per se on anything. Or sorry, bull div on anything. It's in this, like, bearish trend channel, uh, both BTC and ETH. They're both below the 200-day, the 200-week. Uh, ETH is at it, but the world's falling apart. VIX is going to 35, you know? Like, like what is there to be bullish about here? I went to Europe the wrong week because the dollar is three percent stronger now. Could have gotten a discount, even a steeper discount. Yeah, I mean the euro, uh, like you already said, that has massive implications for people, nations. You know, it's just uh, it's crazy to see that that move. Is that one thirteen? It just hit PXY. Uh, very close to it, if not. 
Yeah, 113. 113.02. Yeah, so maybe we, again, maybe we should be happy that assets are even holding at these levels. I don't know. I, I, I literally, uh, until I see something more significant for a longer duration, I think down is, is the move. Do you feel so, otherwise? Uh, yes and no. I feel like that's the most um, reasonable path, but I also feel like we're ripe for some kind of squeeze material again. But it's really hard to try to bet on that. Yeah, I just, I just don't see anything that's that looks good from any angle. You know, if you're if you if the marks are a fish tank, and like you know you're checking the pH, you're you're making sure the glass is clean, filters clean, right? If I'm checking the markets from all those different angles, making sure there's no parasites on the fish, right? Like, <laughs> there's but there's just nothing. Everything looks okay, but nothing looks uh, bullish. You know. Yeah. Um, I had heard funding rates are kind of a mess right now. I guess it's related to some of the stuff around the merge. Have you paid attention to that at all? Yeah, the ETH funding got very negative um, right up until the merge. And then that, like, course corrected a little bit. I think rates or funding is still um, on the negative side. I can look. It's negative, but it doesn't. At least on Coin Glass, it doesn't look like it's doing anything crazy to me. Not to justify a significant squeeze, but yeah, I guess I agree with everything you're saying. I do have some bounce hopium, mostly a sentiment trade though, and I hate making sentiment trades. I think sentiment trades are very dangerous. Um, because sentiment can last a lot longer while the price action continues. Um, I don't think there's anything to be excited about, that's for sure. Yeah, the narrative, at least the, the merge narrative has played out, you know, which the merge went really well, nothing blew up. We should yeah, I think, that, but. <laughs> yeah, I think you have to play, you would have to play it on that longer lens of like, hey, this is working all the things we said are, are true. So I'm going to stick to my plan in the longer term sense. You know, if you're DCAing or something, if you're trying to make a long term play, I think all that's fine. If you're trying to play every hundred dollar swing in ETH or a thousand dollar swing in Bitcoin, then it's going to be a lot harder. Yeah, but you said it, just have a plan, you know, yeah. Talk. Everybody in this chat needs to have a plan. If you, if ETH breaks a thousand, what are you going to do? Are you going to sell or buy? You know, it's much easier to make that plan. Before I'll tell you one happens. thing. I haven't had any desire to trade Bitcoin. I haven't had any desire to trade any other alt except for Atom, just because of performance, outperformance that it had on those days. So anything I have been doing has basically been ETH or nothing. And that's not very exciting either because the outcome potential is not great on the upside, you know, like, what do you want? Like 1500, 1800, 2000, um, downside potential is, uh, sub a thousand. So trying to figure out the risk reward is pretty tough. I haven't tried doing any leverage. It's just been difficult market to, to deal in. 
Yeah, I mean, I guess you have to ask yourself, do you want to be long, short, neutral, yielding, you know? I think people want to be long only all the time, but this clearly, that hasn't been working out so well for them <laughs> if they are. So uh, yeah, just have a plan, you know, and, and partition your stuff, like 50% of it, I've said this before, 50% of what I have is just permanent cold storage. The other 50%, I actively trade, right? So yeah. I partition myself from blowing up potentially. Um, yeah, just have a plan, consider all the options, including price targets, upside and downside, you know? Yeah. Or like a short, if we break lows on BTC, sure, why not? Right. Um, ETH is a little tougher because it has that uh, price history just under, just above a thousand. Um, but I think you could piggyback that trade on ETH. Like somebody already said in the chat, ETH goes higher on the upside than BTC, lower on the downside than BTC. What is that? Beta, right? Yeah. Beta. High beta. Uh, high beta to BTC. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, maybe yeah. a breach of 18K. If you want, if you were trading bi-directionally, eighteen to fifteen, eighteen to fourteen, something like that might be an easy trade. I don't know. I'm probably not going to make that. My my version of short is cash. Yeah, no, that's fair. I think you're clenching if we break eighteen and you're short with size because you can get uh, squeezed anytime. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, if 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 I had to choose a trade though, long or short here. It would be short based on how that chart looks. Yeah. It's the hopium is holding that market. It's not liquid enough. <laughs> a, a couple of one or two reasonably sized players and this thing breaks down. You need a you need a turn of the rest of the market to help you. You need a tailwind with crypto where crypto's following the S and P doing better or something, the dollar sliding. You need you need it to play back into that correlation, a decorrelation trade. I think it'll be short lived. And we have been performing slightly better than stocks, which is strange and maybe concerning. Yeah, it's every everything's just melting, you know. Yeah, I'm trying to remember like. Did I feel this way in 2015? No. Like, I'm, I'm bearish on price short term, but I'm not like, man, this is such a long bear market because we're at the previous all-time high of everything, you know? Well, the 2017 like, version of the all-time high, that's, even that never happened before. Never quite got back to the prior all-time highs in previous cycles. Right, but I'm saying, like, if you've been here since 2021... You're like, man, why am I here? But if you've been here since 2015 or earlier, you're like, yeah, what is this? This is a Tuesday, right? Like, you, you <laughs> for, for a lot of people who have been here a while, uh, they're like celebrating still at BTCs at 20K, you know? So I don't think that many people are doing that. I think it's a tough market, personally. It's, it's very hard to trade, very hard to know what's going on at any given time, very reactionary to every single data print. It's, it's very tough. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it couldn't get worse. It could definitely get a lot worse, but it's not necessarily, I wouldn't say it's been easy. No. Um, but I don't have anything else, Josh. It's just still wait and see, you know? Yeah. I... We, we once again are calling for the dollar to calm down before you can do anything dramatic. 
Yeah, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What Nothing at all. Sit, sit and yield and be happy. That's all. Yeah. Right. For for missing for missing two weeks in a row, uh, two weeks in a row, we really said pretty much the same thing again. <laughs> yeah, there's just not. I don't see anything actionable. That's worth taking action on. You know. Yeah. I, I would love to see it though. Give us a move. Give us a reason. I mean, give us a quick rundown of NFT stuff. Anything going on? Uh, volumes down, but there's you know there's stuff stuff happening i guess there's things that have been doing all right um no no huge updates on that front i guess um i think like board apes are still uh i don't know if this is going to share my screen i don't think it is no i'd have to i'm only sharing a tab oh it did it shared the whole window um so like board apes are still at 70 80th floor which is interesting I mean, still getting wrecked versus the dollar, same way as ETH. But there's been a couple of other collections, like these Ringas. I don't know if you paid attention to those. And um, this Digigaku, whatever company that is, they raised money and theirs have done really well. So there's still stuff happening. It's going fine, but um, not really, in my opinion, anything to write home about. I think there's still room um for pain in this market a lot of fidenzas got bought recently they're up to a 99 ETH floor that's super random but i guess on whether or not i've heard ring uh yeah nothing nothing serious to write home about we got some cool stuff coming on for flip very shortly next week that i'll talk about but um yeah man that's it that's it should we leave it there i think so you're talking and I can't hear it. Uh, okay, well, I guess we're done. You're just talking and I can't hear anything. I'm not muted. That's so weird. I'm just going to assume that's it. <laughs> I can't hear it. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for joining us. We'll catch you next time. Be, for, be sure to follow Josh at Carpe Noctum and we'll holler at you later. Monuments crumble.